I'm Jack Semlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2018 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. Today's program, a conversation with Climate Corporation's John Rains, looks into the company's recent partnerships and industry outlook for the next steps in precision technology. If this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know, and we'll make every effort to get it added. And subscribing will allow you to get alerts when upcoming episodes in this series are released. Well, since Monsanto purchased the Climate Corporation in 2013 for nearly $1 billion, the ensuing years have seen some dramatic changes in the precision farming landscape. Venture capital money has flowed into data-driven startup companies, and the landscape has become increasingly competitive to attract farm customers who are looking for proven ROI to validate collection and analysis of farm information. This past week, the Climate Corporation announced a partnership with Case IH on two-way data sharing which will provide real-time data transfer between the AFS and PLM Connect platforms and Climate's FieldView. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast, we share excerpts from my recent conversation with John Raines, Senior Vice President for Climate's Global Commercial Business, who discusses the recent data sharing agreement along with future goals for the company and getting farmers to buy into digital agriculture. Starting off, I just was curious, maybe you could provide a little bit more background on the motivation, kind of how this uh, developed and some of the, the goals here with, um, uh, you know, kind of this collaboration that you guys are, are uh, involved in. A- absolutely, Jack. So the goal is to create much greater connectivity for the field view system to all of CNH's uh, uh, equipment globally. So today, if you think about it in simple terms, we have a partnership with uh, Case New Holland today where the farmer in several cases can take our field view drive, which connects into the diagnostic port of the, of the vehicle cab, and Bluetooth connects to the field view uh, app and allows data that's being sensed from the sensors on that combine or a tractor pulling a, a, a planter to be able to be grabbed off the, I call it the computer, the onboard computer or the can, mm-hmm. and be able to be shipped to the cloud. But today, that drive will only connect to a certain segment of their fleet. What CNH is now doing is saying, and through this partnership, it's all about unlocking farmer value. Being able to help the farmer get all of their data, regardless of the type of CNH equipment, whether it's a case tractor, whether it is a New Holland you know, combine, and regardless of whether it's setting in the United States or it's setting in Europe, in Italy, or it's setting in Brazil being able to help unlock that drive to be able to pull data. So the partnership helps the drive be able to connect to that CAN network and make it work across the entire global fleet. Think about that as the installed base. Mm -hmm. Then going forward, uh, what we were able to do through this partnership is Case New Holland has their own machine data system they call AFS. Mm -hmm. Uh, The drive will be able to help CNH dealers and CNH and their farmer be able to get better insight on machine data, being able to help better set that combine, being able to help better set that planter, run that machine at its most optimal way. 
And the third is that CNH is coming out with their own proprietary drive-like device they call the PCM. And that will be a, a built-in piece of equipment, a hardware, that will also be connected or available to be connected to the FieldView app. And so what you've done now is you've moved from a slice of the farmer's portfolio that's using case equipment to the entire global fleet and all of the global crops being able to connect FieldView and that piece of case equipment in the marketplace. Well, and you mentioned, you know, the, the connectivity aspect. And obviously, when we're talking about the de dealer networks that both uh, Climate and, and obviously Case have, um, can you talk a little bit about where you see the value coming in for those respective dealer networks, both, uh, you know, collectively, but, but probably also independently when you're talking about uh, those, those product lines? Well, absolutely. And I mean, if you think about it, look, CNH's dealer network is an independent dealer network, even, they're carrying their, even though they're carrying their brand. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the question is always, at least for me, the farmer's in the center of that conversation between the manufacturer and the dealer. How do we help the farmer? And then ultimately, how does that dealer, you know, benefit and value from it? I think it's a great question. Let, let, me, let me tell you the two pieces. One is, I've already talked about the farmer in terms of connecting their equipment and compatibility. That, that drives, you know, a great level of compatibility that did not exist yesterday. Number two is, we know that there is a tremendous amount of value in both machine and agronomic data, but let's start with the machine data because that was specific your, specifically your question on the dealer. Mm -hmm. You think about it today, that dealer is there to ensure that when they sell that farmer a piece of equipment that A, it works and works exactly as it's supposed to, and that the farmer is able to get the maximum value out of that piece of equipment, whether it's uptime, because you speak about uptime you know, with equipment in terms of that machine being up and running and running and doing the job at its greatest you know, effort possible. Well, there's a lot of data that is being streamed today about how to set that machine, you know, how to calibrate it, how to run it the most efficiently when it's planting, how to run it the most efficiently when it's tilling. Well, a lot of that machine data is locked in the field today. And through this partnership with CNH, uh, being able to get that data from that machine back to that dealer and allowing CNH and that dealer to be able to work with that farmer creates a whole new stream of value in terms of equipment efficiency and productivity. That's 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 a big big part of this partnership that we uh, that we have struck together. Do you see this playing into the capabilities uh, of, of telematic service or remote support? You know, we're seeing dealers uh, really, you know, of all colors uh, starting to uh, really evaluate the, the potential there. Yeah, the, the short answer is yes, and, and I'll, I'll put an exclamation on it. You know, that, that's clearly, I don't want to speak for CNH, uh, but, but I know that through this conversation and partnership, they absolutely intend to uh, enhance and drive greater levels of service and support with that farmer related to, you know, machine diagnostics uh, and and also, you know, helping that farmer with obviously machine execution and fidelity in the field to drive efficiency and productivity. And we believe that that partner, the partnership we've created will go a long way towards that. You know, when we think about it, for us, you know, the partnership we've created helps obviously the farmer first and foremost and I talked about how CNH can participate in that. On our side, from an agronomic standpoint, uh, I don't know where you're at today, but let me give you a good example. Wherever you're at, and by the way, everywhere around the world, it's the same way. It starts with 
Every spot in the world, water's either moving to or away from that spot. If you're in the field, then that has an impact on the seed that you plant and the amount thereof. It has an impact on crop nutrients. It has an impact on, obviously, water availability. And so, agronomically, being able to stream all of this data across a multi-varied fleet, by the way. So, we have a great partnership with Deer today. Mm-hmm. We have a we just announced a partnership with Agco within the last few months. We have a partnership uh, now a global partnership with CNH. If you're that farmer and you have your local retailer spreading your fertilizer and they're using a John Deere applicator and you are planting the crop with a case tractor and a case planter but for whatever reason at the end, you're running a Lexion combine or you're running you know, an Agco Gleaner combine, the bottom line is you want all that data for that one spot that I just talked about where water's moving to or away from it and all the data layers, you want it geospatially for that spot. You want everything. You want the fertility information. You want seed rate. You want yield. You want anything to do with fungicides or insecticides because the more we can understand the interdependencies of each of those things to yield and the productivity of that crop, the better we can help the farmer with either limiting their risk or driving productivity and ultimately you know, profitability. And so that's really what we're trying to unlock. We don't want the farmer to have to choose which brand of equipment that they use. We want to help them unlock that data into one cloud, into one location. And then we want to use the power of data science and our science at the Climate Corporation to be able to help inform that farmer on actions they should take. By the way, now in this crop, not waiting until we get to December, January when the crop's out here in North America and going, well, darn, I wish I had known X. Right, right. Well, no, and, and uh, I mean, yeah, we're, we're here in Wisconsin and uh, certainly in the Midwest, um, you know, you, you see a lot of mixed fleets, uh, a lot of different colors, you know, on the farm. And I think compatibility, uh, whether we're talking hardware or, uh, you know, software or data management tools, you know, is certainly still something that I think a lot of farmers uh, and their dealers, you know, struggle with and, um, you know, trying to find those types of solutions that are going to reduce or or even eliminate uh, that to some extent, you know, is certainly something that, uh, you know, I think uh, I think everybody's looking for. I completely agree, Jack. And in fact, I, uh, you know, I grew up in a rural farming community in uh, in the Boot Hill of Missouri. And I remember when I was a kid, you know, uh, farmers buying new implements and and them having to change out the, you know, the couplings to be able to make the implement, you know, work in between different colors of paint. Mm-hmm. And you know, I also still farm today. And and our philosophy here at uh, Climate is is very simple. We do not want the farmer to be hindered. Uh, by the, the the brand relationship that they have on equipment because typically that's based on service and it's based on experience and we don't want to disrupt that. What we want to do is make getting data, all of the farm data, out of that field into the cloud and available for that farmer because our underpinning is always, A, if that data is generated on the farm by the farmer, they own it. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely our, our position. But we know that, to your point, that it's a mixed fleet out here. You know, you're sitting in Wisconsin, and by the way, most places this way. We want to try to get all that data in one place and then allow the farmer to choose who they share it with and how they want to turn that into insight and information for them. That's, that's really the core of uh, what we're trying to accomplish. John, uh, I, I did, you know, kind of have another question that ties into a comment you made. And, and obviously, uh, you know, with the compatibility, that obviously plays into the, 
uh, variety of choices, you know, that farmers have, whether we're talking equipment or on the precision ag side, uh, especially when we're talking about the data side. And there are, uh, you know, a lot of different vendors out there, a lot of different companies, you know, vying for, uh, you know, the partnership with the farmer, uh, obviously the relationship with a, a dealer network. What do you see, you know, as kind of some of the distinguishing factors that really, uh, you know, help companies, you know, whether it's it's climate corporation or, or another entity kind of distinguish themselves? You know, what's the difference maker uh, you see in the minds of, of a dealer or even the customer? Well, that's a really good question. I, I, I always think about it in terms of value. At the end of the day, the farmer only has so many dollars to spend and they've got, you know, a lot of choices. And uh, you have, in my opinion, and our, and our company's philosophy is all about how do you increase the productivity, the efficiency, and the profitability of that customer, and or how do you help them limit the risk uh, during times when that, you know, that's, that's a big factor, and that all comes back to value. And so we believe that ultimately we'll only be as successful as helping the farmer be able to utilize the equipment that they have which is that mixed fleet that you and I just talked about, mm -hmm. bring all that data together and be able to show them the value that can be created with understanding as simple as this, that during the season, when we take an image of, uh, of that field at about anywhere from a three to five meter resolution, so in the neighborhood of about a 10 to 15 foot square, and we are able to show them that, hey, you have the makings of, you know, brown eye leaf spot in the field, okay, or gray leaf spot, whatever mm -hmm. it might rust, and then be able to tell them that, hey, that image that we have goes across that 60-acre field, and 37% of that field has got that disease in it, and you will be behooved at this point in time of that crop stage to spray that crop over the course of the next three to five days, and turning that into what they can then themselves, they don't need us, they can literally take field view, they can make that application, they can leave two or three strips in the field, they can come back and harvest it, and without us or with a retailer or anyone else, they can know immediately whether or not they got value out of that insight and that advice. Mm -hmm. Our dealers are telling us today, dealers, uh, both uh, retail dealers and independent seedsmen are telling us that type of insight is invaluable to their customer and it's making them more valuable to that farmer customer because it's that type of information in these tight margin days, you know, of three to three and a half dollar corn that's making the difference in people, you know, the farmer making money. We'll get back to the conversation shortly, but reflecting on John's comments thus far, he talked about the multi-platform compatibility that farmers are looking for today with machine connectivity solutions. It's increasingly common for farmers to operate mixed fleets of equipment on their operation. And for a specific spot in a field, farmers want to know fertility information, seeding rates, yield data, and chemical applications without having to navigate or troubleshoot several systems to get information in one place. While the industry is moving in this direction, there are still some hurdles that need to be overcome. It will be interesting to see in the coming years what additional solutions emerge and how those are consolidated or reshaped to provide a simple, singular solution to farmers. 
Let's get back to the program now and hear more from John Raines with his perspective on the biggest drivers of ROI with data-driven tools. Certainly a lot of the dealers I speak with, especially when it comes to anything you know related to precision uh, technology today, uh, a question and, and really, uh, you know, responsibility that they're having uh, with customers, uh, especially in, in the market, is conveying that return on investment. Uh, you know, what is the customer, the farmer, you know, going to get back their money, basically. Um, when we're talking about, you know, some of the more uh, data-driven tools that are out there, what are you seeing as maybe some of the biggest um, drivers of, of that ROI element? And, and I know sometimes it's kind of difficult to maybe uh, pinpoint that, but from your perspective there, you know, with obviously the products you guys have, you know, are, are there things that you're kind of pointing to, whether it's your, your dealer network or, or direct to the customers? Well, it's a great question. And, and by the way, I think, number one, you know this yourself from your years of experience in the industry. Every farm is different. Every farm operator is different based on the crops and the cropping practices and so forth. So value is accrued, you know, at a different pace. But here's here's what we're seeing. So 65% of the uh, combines today, as an example, in the United States, 65%, okay, of the total is field view compatible and, and uh, using it today in some, in some shape or form or able to use it today. And so to your point of precision agriculture specifically, your question of, you know, how to, how, what's the most valuable? How does the farmer make the decision? Our opinion continues to be that the information, had, the precision ag information has to be real time because being able to look into the future is important, but farmers are right now trying to make a living in that crop year. If you're sitting here today looking at, at the crop prices we are, by the way, it's dry. They're, they're, looking at, they're looking at spring thinking, hey, I'm going kind of already into a dry year. I've got low commodity prices. I need to be able to know real time things that will help me. Field view allows that farmer to see the placement of that seed, to be able to manage the crop nutrients, to be able to manage uh, things like bugs and disease and weeds through imagery real time every roughly week to 10 days and be able to see the exact results of those efforts and harvest geospatially in the field. We believe the reason we have such high adoption that we're streaming literally tens of millions of data points out of the field and we're working with literally tens of thousands of farmers today on our platform and system is because of that because we're putting information in their hands that never before have they had because just like, I mean, think about what's happened with us as consumers. In the last 10 years, smartphones have exploded. You know, there's what, one and a half to two phones per person, you know, in the world today. And the reason is because there's so much information that is available to that consumer, to us, to me, you, and, and Chelsea here on this call, that's never been available before. Farmers the same way. They have access to data today on their farm by field by crop that they've never had access before. And by the way, they are the arbiter. They are the ones that can look at the data and decide. You don't have to tell them. The dealer doesn't have to tell them. I don't have to tell them. They can literally decide on their own from the data, did the action I take make me money? Was it valuable to me? Mm -hmm. We're convinced that, that that type of ubiquitous availability with FieldView is why adoption is so high and why there's such value in it. One, one uh, uh, I guess, point that, that kind of came up recently in, in talking with uh, some dealers is that, you know, when you're thinking about uh, customer adoption, and you, you alluded to some of this, but 
Um, you know, there does seem to still be a bit of a, you know, a, a push versus pull mentality with some customers. You obviously have the early adopters that are very progressive, you know, willing to try new things. And certainly you have farmers that, you know, are still kind of finding their way with technology. Where do you see kind of the the industry from your perspective as kind of currently today? You know, is it is it more of a push initiative? Is it a pull initiative when we're kind of bringing farmers into more of the analytical data side of things? Because there is, like you said, a, just an overwhelming amount of, of information that's available and that's being collected. But, you know, are we to the point of taking full use of that yet? Well, the, I think the answer is is truly in the numbers, uh, and and the answer to that is yes. And let me let me explain. Let me give you let me give you two different things. One is first and foremost, what the farmer can control is yield. Okay, they can't control the price, they can't control the weather, but they can control a lot of the way they manage the crop. If you think about it today, rough rough math, you'll know this better because you're in the equipment business. You'll know it better than I am. Two thirds to eighty percent of the planters that are running today have the ability to uh, plant variable rate and have row shutoffs on them, shut off different rows, okay? Auto steer or guidance. It's, it's highly ubiquitous in the marketplace today. I'm convinced the reason why is because those things are adding value. The farmer has the ability not to manage all those other conditions I talked about, about the price and weather, but they do have the ability to try to control yield through the actions that they take, the seed that they pick, fertilizer that they put down, when they put it down, how they manage bugs and disease in the field, the reason we're seeing, we're convinced, the reason we're seeing such high adoption with FieldView is because those are the, the application connects directly to things that farmers can measure real time in that year and derive value from that action. And it is enabling it in such a new way that just hasn't been available. And I know I'm repeating a little bit of the last point, but I think it's the real presence of the point that farmers can manage, there's only, it's the old adage of what I tell my kids all the time, you have to control what's in your circle of, of uh, influence. Those are the things that are in the circle of farmer's influence and they're migrating to that because crop prices are tight, margins are tight, and they've got to be able to move levers that they know can have an impact on making money. And look, I really believe this, I've spent my entire life in agriculture. Farmers are extremely innovative and smart business people. If they weren't, they couldn't stay in business on the kinds of margins that exist today in agriculture. And they are doing it, they're using these technologies because they're making a difference on their farm. Sure, sure. Who do you see as having the most influence with farmers today uh, when we're talking about making some of these data-driven decisions? Is it going to be their, their precision dealer? Is it going to be their equipment dealer? Is it going to be their local agronomist? Is it going to be their uh, you know, input retailer? Well, it's a great question. I, I'll give you I'll give you my perspective on this, and I and I think our companies, um, you know, uh, would see it very very similar. Mm-hmm. Look, their equipment dealer is important to them because the equipment is all about the execution in the field, and that's the reason for the partnership that we have here with CNH. It's the reason for these other partnerships, you know, with Agco and Deer and others around the world. You know, the equipment's very important, but ultimately. The agronomics of that seed, we, we have used a formula that is really simple, but it's really complex, that yield is a function of the genetics that is planted by the environment in which it's planted in by the farmer practices. And if you think about that, think about what can be controlled there. The environment, we can't control. The farmer can't control that. 
the genetics that they choose to plant, the type of genetics, the amount of seed that they put on any particular given spot in the field, they can control that and they can get advice on it. The farmer practices all the way from the types of tillage, the types of crop nutrients, crop protection products that they use, water or not if it's available. Again, those are things that they can control and they've got influence over. I believe what you're seeing today is much more migration of farmers to those areas and the experts in those areas. The people that can help them with those decisions and tools that can help inform them and help them execute those decisions. We're convinced that, that those are the areas where the light is being shined or the flashlight's being shined today by farmers and those are going to be, you know, going to be uh, uh, going again, if you will, in, in years to come. Does that well, make sense, by the way, Jack? Yeah, no, no, no. And, and I appreciate the kind of the, the perspective on that. And, and like I said, I, you know, what I typically hear, you know, is it's going to be kind of a combination and, and it does vary. And then it depends on kind of the, uh, the dynamic, obviously, that that farmer or customer has and what they're looking for, their objectives. And, you know, there's a number of seats at that table and, and having, uh, you know, the right people there, I think, is probably the most important part. Um, one of the one of the last questions I had for you was, um, uh just you know, wanted to get your perspective on where do you see is is kind of the next step here. Uh, where where do you th see things moving? You know, whether it's uh, the direction that you guys are going to have, and I know you alluded to obviously some uh, increased capabilities and um, enhancements that that will be forthcoming with your product line, but also um, you know from uh, the data management perspective in precision. You know, where do you see that next? Uh, I guess. Uh, step being made and and kind of uh, taking the this to the next level. Well, it's a that, by the way, it's a great question. I'm really glad you asked it because I was going to try to try to give you some of that here at the end of the way we're investing our our uh, time, money, and energy. Um, data science is is has a couple of really fundamental elements. There, in fact, there's three. One is the data itself, and there's three levels of data that, that uh, you know, that we see available uh, readily. One is our own proprietary data that we have, you know, a lot of related to our genetics and crop protection products. The second one is publicly available data, things like NOAA and, and weather information and how that impacts, you know, uh, the daily change in the crop. And the third is the farmer data, you know, and when the farmer chooses to want to share that data with us, bringing all that data together, and, and here's the, here's, that's the first step. The second step is utilizing... Uh, a, what we call the data science warehouse or a, a warehouse to bring all that data in, have it tagged geospatially by footprint around the world and be able to use computational science and mathematics to take that data, utilize things like machine learning and to turn that data into the third piece, which is an insight that the farmer can actually do something with. And what we're seeing from that today, that effort, and by the way, that is tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars of investment related to the data science warehouse, machine learning and the analytics and the algorithms that we build. But the output of that is what you're gonna see from us literally starting at 18 and going forward. Advanced scripting, being able to take a field and being able to turn that field into management zones that not just are about soil type, but are about elevation, and elevation by soil type, and understanding drainage and hydrology in that field, and being able to help discern which set of, of uh, genetics to plant on it, okay? And then, so that's the first step, advanced scripting to plant the right genetics in the right area of the field for the right, with the right population. 
Next is crop nutrients. Being able to take and understand how much P and K and nitrogen and lime need to be associated with each one of those management zones to maximize yield and productivity in that area of the field. And when we think about that, that's the, that's the first steps in our advanced computational uh, capability in terms of what we call advanced scripting that we are bringing out for farmers. The, the downstream areas are being able to take things like, and this will be, uh, be easy for you, taking imagery and being able to understand in the field where a particular disease or where a particular pest is showing up. Being able to understand from that image what percentage of that field that is, uh, that that, that uh, infestation is in. Being able to understand from that image what stage that that crop is in. And being able to give insight and advice to that farmer that they can take action on to be able to drive out something that will drive yield and productivity or limit the risk. This is the first time that we've been at this level. That's the kind of stuff that's in our pipeline. Being able to literally send a, a dealer or a farmer to the field with an iPhone, being able to take a picture and being able to immediately understand what type of disease or what type of bug and what action I should take. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, being able to take sensors in the field, understanding what level of, of uh, deficiency that a, that a plant might have related to phosphorus or potassium and what action they need to take. That's where this, as they say in hockey, that's skating to where the puck's going. <laughs> When, and when you reference uh, the machine learning aspect, um, are, are you also kind of referencing a little bit of that artificial intelligence uh, progress? Absolutely, man. Uh, the, the artificial intelligence is, is, is full center of, uh, of what we're doing today. You bet. Mm -hmm. Great. Very progressive stuff, and, and we're seeing that, you know, kind of uh, start to evolve here in, in ag. What do you see as, as some of the biggest challenges to – creating adoption and acceptance of that. And, and obviously, I mean, you know, a lot of people will say, boy, you know, we're, we're a long way from, from auto guidance and, uh, you know, GPS. So, um, you know, to come where we are now in, you know, 25 years or so, um, you know, it's a pretty big leap. So uh, to, to kind of have people commit and buy into that, what's it going to take? Well, you know, look, uh, one thing you'll appreciate, I, I, I find this, by the way, to be the case uh, not only here in North America with our farm customers, but around the world. I think I tease uh, farmers a lot of times that many of them are from, the, from uh, Missouri, the show-me state. You know, farmers are smart people, and uh, if you can show them the value and they can see the value and how they apply it on their farm, that's really what it takes. And so what we have to be able to do with our technologies is we've got to be able to get them in their hands. We've got to be able to get them in their hands in such a way that the, that the cost to trial and to and to experiment is not so great that they, that they're not willing to you know take a bite into the apple and then see for themselves because I'm convinced by the way the world of data science is no differently than the lives that you and I lead every day. Farmers need to be able to discern for themselves through the use of these technologies whether or not there's value that's being created for them on their farms by field. And I believe that that's really where we are today with FieldView is that we're able for the first time now to put these tools and technologies in the farmers' hands at a cost basis. And by the way, them be, I call it the arbiter. In other words, them being the judge and jury. Them being able to look at it and go, hey, I've got it in my hand. I'm taking the application. I'm using it. And then I can see for myself whether or not it's getting value. And I can utilize this technology with those that I trust, with my trusted advisor in the local marketplace, that being my seed fertilizer chemistry dealer, that being my equipment dealer. Those are the people that I go to for my, you know, my consultant. Those are the folks I go to. I now have a tool that allows me to test it 
to be able to see it myself and be able to utilize it with others to be able to drive value. That, that's really where we think the, you know, the, uh, the, the value of this technology is adding going. Well, thank you, John, for taking the time to chat with us and for some insight into the future of the Climate Corporation and the precision farming industry. And I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast series in iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when future episodes are released. You can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free daily email update. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on February 21st for the next episode in our 2018 podcast series. And again, look for continuing coverage of our third Precision Farming Dealer Summit throughout the year. For John Raines and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Semlicka. Thanks for listening. <music>